Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. We're a little late with this one, but we got it. We're here. We're here. Um, so our first story it's sort of celebrity oriented. We'll get to that. Um, it's initially, it's not. Did you hear about the Burger King veteran of 27 years who got a goodie bag for never missing a day of work? I did. And the story made me angry because I know what the goodie bag was. Yes. So, I mean, this is all over the internet. This is from today.com. On June 20th, a subreddit, um, R, a boring dystopia, posted a video of a Burger King employee named Kevin Ford, 54, who received a gift from upper management in honor of his 27 years on the job. In the video, which was originally posted on TikTok, he goes into the items he received from the HMS host. This is the company that owns Burger King or hires for them. In it, he received a Starbucks reusable tumbler a bag of Reese's candies, pens, two rolls of lifesavers, and a a few other items. This is junk that somebody had in their car. This is not a gift bag for somebody who has never missed a day of work for 27 years. It's the two rolls of lifesavers for me that make you feel like someone did just empty their purse out. (laughs) It's so insulting. It's so bad. Like, I don't know, like a watch... I mean, I've heard those being given as gifts, even though that's still kind of lame. How much was even on the Starbucks gift card? It wasn't a gift card. It was a reusable tumbler. Okay. This is infuriating. So this is literally all shit they had in the office. I think so. That they put together. Absolutely embarrassing. What are we going to get for Kevin? This Las Vegas Burger King also gave him a slice of chocolate cake to celebrate. Not even a whole cake. A, a slice, slice of cake. Where was the cake from? Absolute bullshit. I know it's probably Burger King. Yeah. Do they have chocolate cake? I have no idea. He obviously is a good guy and was like appreciative in the video, expressing his gratitude. But the people online were a little more critical of this gift bag, including his daughter. His daughter was like, this is bullshit. So everyone's commenting on this TikTok video. They're saying he's so humble and kind about it. It kind of pisses me off even more. Yeah. Well, his daughter decided to step in and to honor her father's dedication to his food service job. She said, my name is Serena. The man in that video is my father. He has worked at this job and yes, he for 27 years. And yes, he has never missed a day of work. She set up a GoFundMe. She said, in no way are we asking for money or is he expecting any money? But if anyone feels like blessing him, he would love to visit his grandchildren. So people obviously around the internet heard heard about this GoFundMe and we're very moved by his story. And so far the GoFundMe has reached its goal and surpassed its goal. It is at $50,000 at the time of this, um, this time this article came out. Go Kevin. So he's like crying. He's like, I've been crying about this for two days now. It's just incredible. I just go to work and try to have fun and laugh and make other people's day good. It's It's like I've been in a dream for almost two days now. It's just so beautiful and awesome. It really is. He had more than 1,600 donations. 
Um, he did say for all those years, you feel unappreciated, but you just get up like everybody else. You do your job. So he's very overwhelmed by this. The number one donor donor on this list, David Spade. (laughs) That's right. When you said there was a celebrity (laughs) angle to this, that was the last person I expected. I agree. He gave him $5,000 to this GoFundMe. That's very nice of him. Now, this is actually a cute little story. Um, he sent, he found out, he saw the story, he saw the news about the GoFundMe, and he actually sent um, Kevin a message on Instagram. Aww. He said, keep up the good work. 27 years. I guess that's like a firework emoji. Pow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Kevin was like, holy shit, dude. I cannot believe this. Thank you so much for even watching the video. I love you, my brother. Much love and God bless. I think I might be able to take a day off now. And and David said, wait till you're 30. Uh, and then he did some laughing emotions. He's like, damn, are you one of my managers? <laughs> <laughs> he said, thank you again for your gift. Uh, have, a, have a great day. So that's a pretty cute, good for David Spade. That's a nice story. That's a feel-good story. It's definitely a feel-good story. And I'm glad he's making some bank. I mean, that's a lot of money for him. And he will go see his two grandchildren and his daughter who basically got the ball rolling on this. Now, this story is like maybe a week old, but I got it. I had to. I had to tell it. Now, this is the story about an elephant that killed an old woman, then returned to trample her corpse at her funeral. This is incredible, um, petty bitch. (laughs) She's a queen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's, let's hear the story. This is from Mashable. It's no secret that elephants are among the most expressive and emotional animals on the planet, and there being plenty of evidence of these creatures exhibiting happiness, sadness, anger, compassion, etc. But what about murderous intent and vengeance? Oh, yes. They feel that stuff, too. (laughs) As it turns out, one particular elephant in India was capable of all of that and more when it killed a 70-year-old woman and then went back for seconds during her funeral. (laughs) On June 10th, 2022, the woman named Maya Murmu, who was uh, lived in a Rapal village in the district of Odisha, Majurbanji, <laughs> look, was brutally attacked by an elephant in a nearby forest while collecting water. According to a news report, she was rushed to the hospital where she was pronounced dead very quickly. I'm sorry. I, the story is so funny. <laughs> I, it's, it's simultaneously awful, but also wild and funny. I'm so sorry. Now, after bringing her body home, her family proceeded to make the necessary arrangements for her funeral. But it was all for naught, as on the day of her funeral, the very same elephant returned to the village in an extremely foul mood. Sorry, what is wrong with this elephant? Incredibly, the elephant then proceeded to attack the funeral and targeted Maya's corpse, trampling it furiously before letting out a roar that signaled other elephants from its herd to wreck the rest of the village. <gasps> that same elephant also somehow managed to identify Maya's home and went on a, on to smash it, killing the goats that lived there. Oh. <laughs> That's sad. In the end, near the entire village had been wrecked and many of the ha- inhabitants had to had lost their homes. <gasps> Thankfully, no one else was hurt. But the most disconcerting thing was how that one elephant managed to keep an eye out for Maya's corpse throughout the whole, all of the mayhem. Some villagers even saying that it saw it still attacking her body even after they'd returned to the survey the damage. 
Supposedly, the Odisha area bears witness to many elephant attacks due to its proximity to the forest, although this particular incident is one that's particularly strange due to the elephant's obsession with a single individual. While the exact reason for the elephant's vengeful behavior vengeful behavior remains unknown. Some have speculated that the woman may have done something in the past to offend the elephant sorry, and that it managed to retain the thought in its head until the opportunity arose for it to seek revenge. I need to know what she did to the elephant. It must have been something bad, right? Like, did she make fun of its baby? <laughs> like in Dumbo? <laughs> what did she do to this elephant? I need to know. Um, and I so I, I was, we all know elephants have extremely long memories. They don't forget. So, uh, yeah. Um, they're, you know, they're at risk of poachers in that area. Like it's, did she do something? It just seems like something had to go down. The fact that it not only killed her, but then returned to the funeral to stomp on the corpse. Did she fuck its boyfriend? What did she do? Yeah, I need to know. We'll I, never know. I do feel bad for the villagers who lost their homes. I mean, it's it's an awful story, but yes. it, it is certainly wild. And the villagers are just completely innocent victims right. in this beef. We need more information. Uh, yeah, crazy story. I, I That's scary. I mean, elephants will fuck you up. We always yeah. hear about them like going breaking loose at the circus. We we do. We always <laughs> we always hear that. When do we hear that? That's happened a bunch, right? Were they like? <laughs> I, feel like I feel like that was in a movie or something. Okay. We all- <laughs> yeah, it's very common. It That's why I don't go to circuses anymore. It happened anymore. last week. It's at the incredibly San Diego dangerous. Circus. You don't know about that pre-pandemic. It was like every week elephants. Okay, food news, food yeah. news. Uh, so I'm just going to get briefly into this weird daily harvest story. Oh, this is a... this is a, It's crazy. Is uh, this from Food & Wine? This is from CNN Business. So if you don't know, daily harvest, which is kind of like a vegan, gluten-free, kind of healthy mail order. They're not still a sponsor, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. I liked their stuff. We got some samples. I did like their stuff too. And I, I feel like most of it is probably fine, but you know, all it takes is one fucked up thing to happen at your plant yeah. and one bad food to go out and your whole business can be done. Like, right. So what happened at Daily Harvest? So basically they launched a new product called French Lentil and Leek Crumbles. I think it's sort of to simulate a ground beef texture to add to your sauces and foods. Uh, they sent this out. This is, as we all know, a very um, direct-to-consumer type business, meaning they just advertise on Instagram a lot of times or a podcast, so you just order it directly from them. It's not sold in stores. And they hit up a lot of influencers for partnerships to kind of promote their stuff. Right. Well, it's not a good... It's not a, it wasn't a good product launch because very soon after um, launching this new product... People started getting uh, hospitalized and sick from eating something. Now, initially, they were like, what are we, what's causing this? And then they kind of all sort of put two and two together and figured it out that it was this new lentil uh, crumbles that Daily Harvest had sent them. Now, people got seriously ill, and some people had to have like their gallbladder removed. This wasn't just food poisoning. And, and we don't really know what, what it is yet. That's scary. That's what's kind of scary. Like it's it's not like uh, they're like oh it's E. coli or the plant was in you know whatever there was some kind of contamination. 
they haven't figured out exactly what the issue is yet. Yeah. So the big issue with it, like why everyone is mad, it's like, well, obviously it sucks to get sick from eating something, especially hospitalized. But it was more daily harvest response that got people kind of up in uh, like an outrage. Yeah. Because they really were sort of like <laughs> missing the point. Like it was kind of like, hey, guys, and didn't really hit the severity of what had gone down with these people. What did they actually say? I don't have the initial post, but people were so mad about it that they reissued another sort of thing about the voluntary recall. They're like, we want to make sure you have the latest update on our voluntary recall of French lentil and leek crumbles. We are taking this very seriously and doing everything we can to get to the bottom of this. Your health and our well-being are your are our top priority. So they're working now with a group of experts to get to the bottom of what happened, including microbiologists, toxin Jesus. and pathogen experts, as well as allergens. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm definitely going to be following this because I am very curious what happened here. It usually seems like it's kind of a fast known cause, right? Like it's E. coli. It's E. coli or what is that? Like, Listeria. Listeria was yeah. infected. It seems like it's usually a, a sort of like, okay, we figured it out pretty quickly. <laughs> In fact, sometimes they figure it out before you even know a product is being recalled. They kind of know what has happened, yeah. right? Like when the romaine lettuce was recalled, we all knew immediately when it was recalled what the problem was, right? right. So it's kind of mysterious. Like, it is. Is there some fucked up thing? You it have was, to also wonder, was, like a lot of people um, eating this product or their foods probably have a lot of uh, things like where they're on a special diet, right? Because it's gluten-free yeah. uh, and vegan, so they might already have something. So is it something that exasperated <gasps> an issue that they already had? Right. right? Like it could have been that because they said they were talking to allergists. Um, so yeah, weird story. Uh, I'm just, I guess it stood out to me because it was so uh, social media sort of focused in a way. Like, yeah. Um, so kind of interesting. Now, this story just grossed me out. I did see it on Food and Wine. It's about ketchup ice pops. Ew, I saw this too. I find this very upsetting. I'm not like the hugest ketchup fan because I used to work in a restaurant as a um, server and at the end of every night I had to refill ketchup bottles and it was like the worst thing I ever had to do. (laughs) I truly hated that job and that was when I started hating ketchup. Really? Like I don't, like it's not like it grosses me out where like I can't eat something if it has ketchup on it or whatever. I'll be like unhappy and every once in a while I'll have like ketchup with my fries or something. But I, the smell of ketchup triggers me. Like, really, I don't like it. It makes me think of it being all over my shirt or my cuffs of my shirt when I was like filling them, and just like the, I also know how gross restaurants refill ketchup bottles. Really, and you like clean the top and like put. There's like a huge thing where you just fill it up with like a big bag of ketchup. Yeah, so it just grosses me out. I mean, obviously that's not like packets or whatever. So, yeah, this is disgusting. I know a lot of people love ketchup. This is called a French sickle. They're only available in Canada, so that's good. Enjoy. Keep, a, keep those away from me in my country, which sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got enough we problems got enough here. Problems. <laughs> we have enough problems in this country that we don't need ketchup icicles. So these were created in collaboration with the Canadian ice pop brand Happy Pops. 
and they use 100% Canadian tomatoes. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't either. Canadian. What, what? I have never heard of Canadian tomatoes. What? That doesn't seem like their crop. No. I made <laughs> uh, maple don't, syrup. Don't come at me if you're Canadian. You're like, uh, yes, we have excellent tomatoes. I, I believe you. They're sweetened with cane sugar, um, which is a savory tomato flavor with su- sweetness. That's Wait. ketchup. Okay, I have a question. Is this a like a a novelty thing that they're d- really like a limited edition thing? Or I think is, so. Or do the people of Canada like frozen ketchup? Because I don't, I don't want to believe that. That they I mean, do. I definitely think it's a little bit of a special release. Um, they said this year we're bringing the fun back to summer with the French sickle. Oh, I don't who, think that person knows what fun is. What is the brand? That's doing it's Happy this. Pops. Oh, yeah. You happy, don't know Happy Pops? I don't know Happy Canadian Pops. Popsicle Company? <laughs> I don't know Happy Pops. They, they, de- they, they deal with the celebra- celebrated Canadian tomatoes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, our Canadian listeners, look we, out for those. We don't, and we've talked about Canada a fair amount on this show before, just various stories about Canada. I remember we had a whole dis- discussion, we had some moose discourse. Oh God! One time, that's right. Do you remember the moose? Absolutely. And Didn't people send us some. Oh yeah, moose stuff. Yeah. Uh, people sent us. Listeners sent us stories about seeing moose before. Meese. I that was part of the discourse was that we didn't know if the plural was meese. Is it meese? It's not, Desi. <laughs> okay. It is not. But I would like to believe that the people of Canada, the majority of people in Canada, are not interested in these popsicles. Yeah. I I think there's a lot of people who like to try gross foods. Yeah. By that I mean like pickled potato chips or whatever where they're kind of like, oh, that might be good or or disgusting. Right. And sometimes I am kind of like, maybe I'd like that. There was this gelato shop in my hometown Mm. growing up. And this was in the 1990s before everybody was doing weird ice cream flavors. But they had a bell pepper gelato. And when I tell you as a child, when I, because of course I got a sample of it and I was like regretted it instantly. That flavor I will never get out of my mouth. Yeah. Bell pepper is a weird. Like, yes, technically a bell pepper, a red one has sweetness to it, but just because something has sweetness to it, it doesn't always work as a dessert. It's also kind of an overpowering flavor. I like bell pepper. It's so overpowering. But it kind of can take over. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I didn't like it. Okay, what else we got? So this is our last uh, story. It Except is a, for the one I'm going to do. Oh, right. It's a food story. It's from the Jerusalem Post. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh. Because <laughs> I don't think we've ever done a story from the Jerusalem Post. We've never done a story. story from there. Well, it's Manischewitz related. Oh, I saw this. Did you see this? I'm upset about this. It's pretty upsetting. Manischewitz has created a gefilte fish dogs. I don't support this. Now this says, the headline says, ballpark food for Bubby? Here's why this is wrong. <laughs> Here's why this is wrong. And I'm speaking to this as a, as a Jew. We already have kosher hot dogs. Why do we need these? Nobody likes gefilte fish. I'm sorry. I realized the only reason I ate it was because I like horseradish. Yeah. And it's served with horseradish. And I would put so much horseradish on it so I didn't taste the gefilte fish. And then I was like, oh, I could just eat horseradish. <laughs> here's, here's the reality about gefilte fish. Please don't come at me if you like it. That's fine. 
But I would argue that the only gefilte fish that most people like is the homemade stuff. And we're talking of the pre-made gefilte fish, like the stuff in the jars. I, to me, that is one of the grossest things I've ever eaten in my life. So I can't even imagine having it in hot no. dog form. Well, they describe it as being a traditional Jewish comfort food. No, it's not. I don't think it's a comfort food. It's not a tradition. It's not a comfort food. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's definitely co- traditional, but I don't. I don't know anyone who's comforted by gefilte fish. I don't either. It's not like a warm. It's, usually, comfort foods are warm and sort of fatty. Or, it's not matzo ball soup or bagels. No, it's gefilte fish. It's ground up deboned fish, which is mixed with eggs, vegetables. I I think it has some kind of binder, probably right. Like matzo meal or something? Yeah. Disgusting. I don't like the hot Well, dogs. as you said, it's often sold in jars full of jellied broth. That's the Ugh. gross part. The jellied fish broth. Ugh. Um, so, yeah, they're making a hot dog version of this. It's not clear yet how they will, how you're supposed to prepare these hot dogs. Do you grill them? Boil them? I would. I <laughs> Serve I, them cold? <laughs> I would like to know who is buying these. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like there's got to be better ways to expand your brand than these hot dogs. They look sad. They're very beige. They're very beige. Like, I don't, I like, uh, they might taste great. I don't think so. Maybe. But there's the the look of them is so unappealing. Maybe it's for people who want to keep kosher, but they don't eat beef. That's the only thing I can think of. Because they can't have like a pork hot dog. So Manischewitz wrote to this woman, you asked, we listened. The R&D team hasn't slept all week, and now the factory will be cranking out these babies 624, just in time for July 4th. An American tradition your bubby will love. My bubby won't love it. No. I, I, why, how dare you don't drag assume. grandmas? Don't, don't, yeah, don't bring my grandmother into this. Yeah. So look for those if you don't want beef or pork. <laughs> Perhaps this will fit the bill. A fish, a gefilte fish dog. No, not for me. I genuinely would love to know who this, who would buy who, this. Who wants this? I'm going to just stand by the case. Yeah. Who's and, buying and this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have one more story. I have a story I'm going to do that I saved because it's, it freaked me out. This is from the Associated Press. Amazon's Alexa could soon mimic voice of dead relatives. This is this is a Black Mirror episode. Like I've seen this Black Mirror episode before. Yeah. This is I I don't know. Okay, let's read. Amazon's Alexa might soon replicate the voice of family members even if they're dead. Mm. The capability unveiled at Amazon's Remars conference in Las Vegas is in development and would allow the virtual assistant to mimic the voice of a specific person based on less than a minute of provided recording. So if you died, Desi... We'd have a lot. We'd have a lot of material. I could recreate you from this podcast. You could continue the podcast. I could could continue (laughs) the podcast if somebody murdered you. Hopefully that won't happen. No. Rohit Prasad, senior vice president and head scientist for Alexa, said at the event Wednesday that the desire to 
Desire behind the feature was to build greater trust in the interactions users have with Alexa by putting more, quote, human attributes of empathy and affect. I don't know. That sounds scary. These attributes have become even more important during the ongoing pandemic when so many of us have lost, lost ones that we love. While AI can't eliminate that pain of loss, it can definitely make their memories last. In a video played by Amazon at the event, a young child asks, Alexa, can grandma finish reading me Wizard of Oz? Alexa then acknowledges the request and switches to another voice, mimicking the child's grandmother. The voice assistant then continues to read the book in the same voice. Yes, dearie. (laughs) I feel like this would just make me cry a lot if I had this feature and it was like a deceased loved one talking to me. Yeah, I'm not quite ready for these advances. I'm not ready for this either. So uh, look out for that. Yeah, let I'm us not, know if you do it. I didn't read the whole article, but but I just thought, would you want this and or would you not want this? I, I don't think I'd want this. I guess what I'm curious about is how much can they say? I think they can say a lot of stuff. They can read The Wizard of Oz. But they can't have a conversation with you necessarily. Saying <laughs> <laughs> it's not your grandma. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> like but so you can say you can act like it's Alexa and be like, what's the weather like today? And grandma? then your grandma would tell you. 74 degrees. It's sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what just you're... like you, Sunny? Aww. No, that's just grandma voice. <laughs> that's it's not your Genera. grandma. So they can do that kind of stuff. But right. it's not gonna be like, I love you too. Because <laughs> you know how people Yes. Ask Alexa stupid things sometimes. It's, it's not Teddy Ruxpin. Okay. It's not That's gonna, real. That's real. You put the tape in grandma's back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that's our news stories. We'll be right back. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Desi. I've been watching a lot of stuff this week. Oh, okay. I got back into Seeking Sister Wife, which is oh. a TLC network reality show. I, I had watched it a long time ago, but I just got back into it recently because the fourth season just came out. So I needed to finish season three to catch up. So I did finish season three this week. And I wanted to give a plug to close friend of the show, Kara Berry, because she does recaps of Seeking Sister Wife, and she started doing recaps of the show at season three. So you can listen to like her entire recap of that season, and that is literally what's gotten me through the past like three or four days. Hilarious. I like... It's incredible. This show is also really good. It's okay. just as good as 90 Day Fiance to me. It is wild. There is this one couple, and think, I'm so happy that they're also on season four, even though I want to kick the guy in the dick. His <laughs> name's Garrick. And, I mean. And his wife, Danielle. Garrick, who Kara refers to as Joel Olstein because that's what he looks like. Oh god. He's this really Christian guy and his wife is like Christian too and they're in a polygamist marriage and that's what the show is. It's like seeking sister wife is married couples looking to bring in an additional wife into oh. their into their fold. Sometimes, Do they already have an additional wife? No, they're seeking sister wife. So they're seeking their first. Yes. Okay. But sometimes, but there is also a couple on the show. Sometimes they're already in a polygamous, and they're right. seeking like a third wife. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So this couple has been like courting this girl Roberta, who lives. She's from Brazil, and so their situation is kind of like a hybrid of Ninety Day Fiance yeah. and Seeking Sister Wife. But Garrick is obviously the one who pressured Danielle into this. Is this legal? It's not legal. Here's how, here's how they do it. Well, here's how Garrick and Danielle did it. Garrick made Danielle get a divorce with him so he could marry the new sister wife. Wait, what? So, he, Look. Okay, I need to watch this. You need to watch this. You can start with season three. I'm gonna. It is so obvious that Garrick is not into Danielle. He is in love with this new woman from Brazil. He, they've been this this couple. They've been in a relationship since high school. This is the, clearly the only woman that he's fucked before. And it's, instead of getting, like, yes, they did get a divorce, but instead of like splitting off from her and just like being in a relationship with this other woman, this guy is like, well, Jesus told me I should have multiple wives. Right. I think he just wants the extra help around the house. Well, <laughs> it doesn't make sense that he would divorce Danielle. Well, he had to divorce her so he could legally marry the Brazilian oh, woman. I see. To get her in the country. To get her in the country. Got it, got it, got it. But you can tell Danielle, I mean, 
Danielle's miserable. She is like crying all the time. Well, and here's my like issue oftentimes with polygamous or poly relationships when they change the rules after the woman has agreed to marry them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if it, that needs to be established before this woman marries you, cause she should be able to opt out. Right. Once she's in the relationship, she's a little more stuck to accept it. Maybe. Yes. Uh, we saw that with the Thomas middle ditch right. relationship. I think if you want to be poly and there's polyamorous couples that obviously work and they got a great thing going, but they established it early on before the marriage happened. Or, yeah, or they both came to a mutual decision. But it's like when it's the guy six years in who's like, I want to fuck other people. That's just not how it's done. Like, right. You got to, you got to come to a mutual agreement. And this is like clearly not a mutual arrangement, which is what makes their storyline so compelling. But yeah. There's obviously other couples in the show where it is like a mutual agreement. And look, it's great. I highly recommend Kara's podcast as a companion. How do you find the specific episodes? You just had to find like the first one and then it's in order? Well, it is in order. But what I did is I went into my library. You can put in the, when you put in the search bar on Apple Podcasts, start searching and you can click on the tab that says like, my library and I just put Seeking Sister Wife in and she's the only podcast I subscribe to that covers it. Oh. So all the episodes of Kara's so podcast. So even if it's just the description. Yeah. Okay. So all the episodes uh, that she's we'll done. Were right there. Were right there. Got and it. I just listened to the first one on. And oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Thank you, Kara. This, this was really just a long shout out to Kara because yeah. it was the piece of media this week that like made me laugh. Well, and I've said to you, part of the fun of reality TV is hearing another person yes. uh, talk about it. So that's why it's kind of less fun to go back and watch old reality. Yeah. Because you don't have anyone to like talk about it. And I'm kind of going through a similar thing. I'm, I had never watched RuPaul's Drag Race, which is shocking, maybe, because it does seem like a show I would like, and I do like it. So I started from season one, and it's very... Uh, it's a very fun show. I think I was also looking for something that would just take me out. Very easy to watch. I don't have to fucking think. Yeah. And I, I could literally watch eight episodes in a row and it's like nothing. Yeah. Like, um, but I have no, like, I don't know. I'm like, is it, do we all hate that person? Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, not that I can't make my own decisions, but sometimes you really don't know because it's like a communal thing. And sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I never noticed that. Right. Uh, people can point things out, et cetera. So, and I think, I think it's like funny. I saw someone talk today where they're like, they mentioned that it was uh, All Stars 7. I was like, jam, there's been seven All Stars already. <laughs> like I'm still like in the first few seasons. So I'm not even at an All Star season yet. So I'm excited to watch more over the summer. Um, yeah. It's a fun show. I'm excited for you to watch Seeking Sister Wife. I think you'll really like it. Of course I will. I, I mean, I, it's one of those shows I don't think I knew exactly what it was. Because yeah. I was like, that can't possibly be what it sounds like. No, it is. What is... It is. <laughs> TLC <laughs> is like crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, how do you... I don't even... I can't even believe some of the topics they have... <laughs> For reality shows. <laughs> they have it all. If it's you, like, how do you find these people? It's like, is 
uh, can we go back? And part of me is always like, can we just go back before everyone sh- shared every aspect of their life publicly? <laughs> no. It's just like, we cannot. We cannot go back. It's like, it just happened so fast. I just remember like Survivor. And then all of a sudden, it's like 800 different reality shows for every specific type of relationship, type of person, whatever. And you know what? TLC is at the forefront of all of those. (laughs) TLC is the network with the most deranged of all the reality shows. Yeah. I mean, I think those, yeah, TLC was the one where it was like, uh, My Strange Addiction. Oh, yeah. I love that show. That's a good one. I love that one. Um, So, yeah. They have like they they're not afraid to be offensive. Yeah. Too. <laughs> they will show you a woman eating an entire couch cushion. Yeah. And be like, this is television. And it'll have tinkly sad piano. Yeah. And it's like, do you really are you really sad? Are Who's you really talking? sad? Oh my god. I'm so sorry. But- <laughs> You're playing somebody else's ad. <laughs> I hope my that phone in. sometimes. <laughs> And it's disturbing what happens. I told you where I accidentally posted a story with like nonsense brabble on it yes. on Instagram. <laughs> yes. It was up like all night yes. in the middle of the night. I was just like, okay, at least it wasn't like a pussy shot or something. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I have those. Um, but yeah, so oh, the, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch that. The other thing is I watched the, the new, mm-hmm. the season premiere, season four Westworld last night. I'm really happy with the premiere. I think this season's going to be better than season three because season three was not as good as season one and two. But I think season four was off to a great start, in my opinion. I'm excited to see where they're going to go with some of this stuff. And the other thing I started doing, possibly the most deranged thing I did this week, was I started rewatching Game of Thrones. Yeah. That is deranged behavior. I, I did that once. I started rewatching season one and it's funny because it looks like a much older show yeah like the quality of season one it's like it's not as good as it gets in the following seasons it kind of looks like a little less than yeah um i mean it's not bad but it's just like oh it didn't it was like it gets crazy like they amped it up they amped it up a lot yeah but i'm enjoying it it's like really fun turn your brain off entertainment and I could I, see rewatching that. And here's why else I'm rewatching it because I think the prequel is going to come out relatively soon, right? I have no idea. I've just seen a lot of chatter about it. Um, I need I, to be prepared. Yeah, I could see rewatching that. I started rewatching Westworld. Oh, good. I honestly, I it's one of those things where I'm like, I can't believe I watched this. Yeah, because I don't remember it's anything. It's so hard. Uh. I mean, I have vague memories, but there's all this shit. I was like, I did I like was I sleeping half of the show? <laughs> Here, here's what I did. I told our friend Andy this today that I I did a bunch of reading on Westworld. This this is the only show that I feel like I have homework for. That's why I feel like it's not. It's like it shouldn't be that way. Because I it's too much work. I read all of these like wiki fandom pages just to remind myself about certain characters and like what their journey was. So I was like, oh, okay. I felt like a fool. This is a show um, I could use a podcast recap for. Yeah, me too. And not just a podcast where they're talking about the making of the show. No. I want like a full breakdown of what happened in that episode. Vanity Fair used to have a a good podcast that I listened to 
they do like prestige TV. So it would be like Mare of Easttown or Succession. I bet you they have some old apps. Yeah. Um, maybe I can listen to. Or maybe they're doing Westworld right now. Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I do think that season four is looks better than season three was. Okay. I think it started off better and I'm more excited about it. There's well, some interesting threads they opened up. That's where I dropped out, season three. Yeah. And so, I think it, I, according to Reddit, season three was seemed to be widely derided among the fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who stopped watching during season three. But people were happy on Reddit with season four. Okay. That's all we can ask for. That's, you the know people what? Of Reddit the, people of, the people of Reddit have spoken and they agree that season four is better. Should we talk about what we ate? Sure, let's do it. I ate a lot this week, Desi. Good. I'm leaving the please. Okay. Here's the first. Here's why we're Flemmy today. (laughs) Here's why we have Flem. Because Desi and I just ate uh, another Fudgy the Whale. Okay, it wasn't another Fudgy the Whale. It was the same Fudgy the Whale we got last week, but it was the other half of it. Yeah. I mean, I also have some allergy issues, so the last thing I needed to do was eat dairy. Please don't comment on Desi's sexy voice today because (laughs) she has has allergies right now. I think it sounds hot. Yeah. Speaking of hot. It's very tickly, though. Speaking of hot, I saw Desi's feet this week. Oh, yeah. We got pedicures. (laughs) That was embarrassing. (laughs) Wait, getting pedicures? Yeah. First of all, you're just like, I don't know. There's like some vibes... This is where I'm like, I do need to be a billionaire because I need to be private. I don't like sitting in a room with everyone with their feet in a bucket. Wait, what? Because <laughs> all these people are just sitting there with their feet out in a bucket of water getting pedicures. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like a very communal situation. Yeah. It's not like whatever. It's I not like, like gross. It. I would just rather have like a more um, private experience. It, it seems kind of like cattle call, like, come on, and everyone get in and get your feet scrubbed. <laughs> Look, I'm very weird. I get it. But I don't usually do things like that. Right. So it's like kind of like, why are we all putting our feet out? I love it. And everyone's I, like, oh, getting massaged. It's just like weird. I so love it. And I, I mean, I'm, I like a, look, I'm also the kind of person I like going to like a, a spa where like, all the ladies are just naked together. Yeah. In a yeah, bath. I don't like that. I would never go. I really am into that. But I, I liked it felt good and I liked I think, the process. I think it was nice to have a little treat that we did together. Well, Lord knows both of us needed our feet oh, yeah. worked on. I need more. Mine still feel dry. Yeah. We've been neglecting our feet. Yeah. But Desi has very sexy feet for the record. <laughs> We've talked about this before. I saw someone I know who finally got on Wiki Feet. <gasps> and she she got a two and a half star review. Oh, wait, they review them on there? I guess. And someone was like, pretty okay feet or are something we, like that. Are we on Wiki feet? Well, have you ever posted a picture of your feet? Yes. Oh, maybe. But they'd have to scroll down pretty far in my Instagram. I mean, the thing is, you don't have to be famous to be on Wiki feet. You just no. have to have some kind of internet online presence. Is Brendan on Wiki feet? <laughs> I'm searching. <laughs> Brendan is not on WikiFeet. So this that needs to change. I don't well, think there's isn't any, it mostly women? There's some men on there. Okay. I don't think 
I don't know that he has a lot of pictures of his feet on the internet. Yeah. Though. I don't know. And sometimes it doesn't even, your feet could be funky and people are into that. Right. They want to see some ugly feet. Yeah. It's like their kink. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I felt bad for her because that's got to be sad. Because she's like, oh, the Google um, alert I've been waiting for. I like my feet. I think my feet are my favorite part of my body. Really? Yeah. And I'm not even like a foot person. Like I don't have like a foot fetish or anything, but I do think I have nice feet. Oh. So. That's good. I think that's the thing, the body part I'm most confident of, which is weird. I don't feel uh, any feelings. Like I don't feel insecure about them or confident. I just feel like feet are feet. So, like as long as they're like they can be bad for sure, but I I always see like mostly um, older men have some issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's just usually where I've seen things where I was like. Put some fucking shoes on. It'll be like a very long yellow toenail. Well, that's just bad hygiene. Yeah, but they're like 80. So you're kind of like, okay, they can't reach. (laughs) God forbid I ever get corns. (laughs) Or bunions. You got to put those little circle pads. (laughs) I mean, look, it, it could happen. Absolutely. Our bodies, our bodies transform. And your feet, Nobody, your is feet safe. take a beating. No one's safe from aging. No, that's the reality. Not. And it, it's you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be very zen about this. We love your corns, we love your my corns. our listeners, we do. our beautiful <laughs> listeners. Your corns mean everything. To us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like delusional. What is way. happening right now? <laughs> This is the most. Fuck- I'm like hot. I'm getting hot. This and is sweaty. the most fucked up episode we've ever done in the history of the show. <laughs> Your horns are beautiful. Like someone's gonna hear that message, and it's gonna resonate with them. I just think they're gonna cry. I think this is like the first time I've laughed in like a week. Yeah. Uh, so so I think that's why I'm like particularly delusional right now. Um. All right. With that being said. <laughs> On that note. On that note, have a great rest of your week, everybody. Hang in there. And And that's it. Bye. Bye.